Hey guys, and welcome to Jack's Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan Brooks, a small town husband, dad, and entrepreneur. Each episode, you're gonna hear about real life topics that target real life people each and every day, from struggles to fame and everything in between. So thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of small talk here at Jack's Talk. Hey guys, and welcome back to a small talk here at Jack's Talk. We're releasing episode six of Coming Home, and I'm super, super excited. Um, this is a topic that I think most people deal with, um, whether you're 30, you're 20, you're 70, or 80, of coming home to uh, an empty home, a full home, uh, just coming home in general, the different emotions and the feelings that you have to deal with. And I think that's something that we overlook and we take for granted that we just walk in the door and expect everything to be okay because it's our safe place. It's our place of harboring the loved one, the, our, our safetyness of feeling protected and comfortable. And coming home to that, I think we take it for granted because we don't know what the people behind those doors are dealing with or have dealt with that day until until we face it head on. And so if we walk in the, the door with a bad attitude or a negative mentality of what we're facing and we dealt with at work, you on the fire. And I think that's something that we've all been guilty of and we faced it, but you know, 90% of the time, it's uh, what is allowed in our home is created in our home, is what we've allowed or we brought into our home has created that atmosphere. So Victoria, just, uh, just a quick question. Like, I know you've had a full home and you've had a empty home we've lived and dealt through both of them tell me what it is and what it feels like to come home to a full home coming home to a full home i'm happy i smile i see joy i see the relationship that we once had i see our son happy and smiling and not like he's a bump on a log and miserable i see my husband coming through the door with a smile on his face instead of being miserable about walking through the front door. And so coming home to a full home is definitely it's definitely a, a plus. But as like anything else, a glass of water it has once been full, but the more and more you take from it and don't put back into it, it becomes empty, right? For me, coming to an empty home, I've done that. And I've created that problem of coming home to an empty home because the things that I've done, and a lot of it's not even... Outside of the, the negative things that I've done is the fact that my mental state of what I was expecting out of my home. And so if I'm assuming I don't want to be at home, no matter how full it is, it's going to be empty. If I walk through that door with, I, I really don't want to partake in any of this. I don't want to bother. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be disturbed. Like y'all do your thing and I just want to be here. So what does it feel like to come home to a, an empty home? Sad, miserable, scary, thinking that you're doing it all by yourself and watching your child see his mama sad and not want to really play or be around him because she's empty and lost inside. What made you feel that way? What made you feel like your home, I mean, because you've never had a, a, a literally empty home. You've never had a home that was completely empty but that's the the home of materialistic things and possessions and things like that. But what made you feel like your home was empty? As a wife and as, as a spouse, and for these ladies out here that may be dealing with it, they understand what we're talking about. But what made you feel like your home was completely 
empty and drained. Not having that personal one-on-one relationship with you, like my husband. Um, not feeling like I was the first thing he thought about in the morning or went to bed thinking about at night. Kind of made me feel like I was on my own. And I was being that single mom, going and doing everything I could to make Cooper happy. So, coming home to an empty home is, is a thing that, it's not necessarily what I did, right? It's just how you felt. Mm-hmm. Even though the thing's not, not excusing what I did. But tell me about when you started realizing and feeling something was wrong. Tell me tell me what, what caused that. And I know you've told me like over and over again that, I had a gut feeling I knew something was wrong. I just couldn't figure it out. When I was talking about the gut feeling, it was more of not getting your attention, not seeing the way you used to look at me, not getting that whistle in the mornings, getting ready for work, or snuggles at night because you were, I felt like, more worried about other things. Maybe just not being lovey as you were. So is it safe to say... When the spouse is not mentally and, and emotionally present in the home, it's easily detected. Yes. And so it's safe to say that when the male or the female, the husband, the wife is not sexually and physically attracted and present in the home um, and romantically, let's say that also, I think that would be a correct word. When they're not present in that form, things start to, to spiral. Uh, yes. Uh, you yeah. start to see where something's not right, especially when you've had a spouse that's done it for so long and have done has done that, and now that's it's absent, you see the spiraling of lonesomeness. Mm-hmm. You feel lonely. You feel like I'm doing it on my own, and the person doing it necessarily doesn't realize it, and it's not because they're not trying. I think it's more they're not concerned about it. There's somebody else there to do it. Mm-hmm. And I know for me speaking, as as my part of it, coming home to an empty home was my fault. I, I feel like, and I created that empty home. It's what I allowed to come into my home. It's the what I allowed to come into my phone. It's what I allowed to come into my marriage and disrupt that. And I think that created an environment in my home that was toxic. That was toxic not only for me, for you, and for Cooper, for anybody around us. We were so putting on a, a, a pretty face of what our marriage and our home looked like that we really drowned that in nothing but an empty home. We were so separate. It was almost like we were roommates with a child. I know like I have come home to an empty home. Guys, ladies, men, women, whatever, your spouse needs attention. And there's times that I would blame Victoria for those things. Like, hey, I need attention too. I need this and that. A lot of times I was just trying to butter up that situation and take the pressure off me because I knew what I was doing. If you do anything long enough, guys, gals, you're going to get caught because you're going to get comfortable doing what you're doing and feel like it's a part of your life and a way of life you get complacent. And then you start slipping up, right? And what that does is create an environment in your home that is empty. We've had, We've always had fun. We've always laughed. We've cut up and we've did the things that I think a lot of families dreamed of having but they meant nothing. Let's go out and let's do this. Cooper Cooper needs to enjoy some time with with us, right? Coming home to an empty home was, I think it was detrimental for everybody. Cooper could feel it. I could feel it. You could feel it. I didn't know how to replace that. I didn't know how 
to make my home feel full again until you showed me how. And I don't think you wanted to show me how. I think it was your response to my actions that caused that. I think it was you ready to, to leave. Because after a while, I felt like I stopped caring. I felt like, you know, if he wants to do that, I can do it by myself with or without him. Would it suck? Of course it would. Would it be hard? Yeah. But I was just to that point that I was just wanted to be out. It's a lonely place in life to be. And I, guys, I didn't realize that until I realized I was the, I was the reason. I didn't realize what I had. I lost it. It wasn't just because she was still physically with me and she was still married to me and she was still the mother to my child. Because of my actions during this time, it was still present, but it was empty. I, I had lost my wife that I knew for, at the time, eight years, nine years. I had lost the family that I have built and dreamed of and and tried to to make the best and it's none of this stuff was something I intentionally desired to do I think you just get so caught up in the negative things of of life and you lose sight of what you really have and so I didn't even really know how to fill my home until what was empty mentally romantically emotionally became physically empty right until I really saw it flash before my eyes and disappear from me. Just for a brief second, and nowhere near did it. I feel the pain that she felt time and time again of what I had done. But for a brief second, I knew what it felt to feel alone. I knew what it felt to, to not have what I've longed for. I knew what it felt to not have that love and, and somebody that would literally lay down their life to protect me and my family gone away. I didn't realize it until she said, I'm done. And thankfully she's, she's not, she's still here. And the thought of losing that really, you know, I, I think I'd closed y'all up in this house and expected y'all to be there. The realization of y'all not being there. I felt that lonesomeness just for a brief second. And that was probably by far the worst feeling I had ever felt in my life. Because, yes, I love Cooper more than anything. I would lay down my life. I'd even put you under the bus to, to save him. But at the same time, without you, I wouldn't have had that. And so that love for you is really extended upon that because it makes it so much greater. Because I know without you, I wouldn't have had that. And I know that all these other things and that I and entertained no one else would have done that. No one else would have been that person for me. By allowing those things to come in my home, I, I, I created an empty home. And it's like, you know, you, you see all these 70 and 80 year old people and even 60s, you know, getting the divorce. It's because they were only there for their kids and they, their home has been empty for so long. And then when that kid that they were married to and attached to, they were with their spouse for that reason. When that child left the home, just kind of what I just mentioned. They physically saw that emptiness leave, right? The house was already empty, but when the, the, the child and the reason that they stayed together for so long left the home, they physically seen it become empty. And for me, like, I hope I don't want that to be anything we have to go through. Gathering together and trying to make that home full again has been a continuous 
continuous, continuous journey. It's been good because I felt like we've really enjoyed the things with each other more. The same things we were doing when it was empty. But now we're enjoying them fully. Mm -hmm. Like just going on a small vacation. Yes, we've been on many. And probably the biggest one I felt most empty when we took Cooper to Disney. But this past one was a small vacation. And even though I couldn't do any of the rides because I'm pregnant. Because she's pregnant, ladies. Um, I enjoyed it. I could see Ryan happy. I could see Cooper happy. I could see myself happy, smiling, just feeling full again. And it was it was nice. Like it doesn't have to be all about the money and the the possessions and the things. Like we could have stayed at home and had the exact same time. Like some of our biggest bonding moments in our marriage are through these two mics. Our biggest reminders of where we've struggled and failed and where what's helped correct us are between these two mics and, and what you guys get to hear because this is a simple reminder of regenerating us again. When we get aggravated, and tell you, I'm telling you, mm -hmm. she doesn't like being behind the mic as much as I do. I get it. That's right. She, she's not very boisterous. <laughs> she's very reserved and, and bashful, but... When we do these, we get to look in each other's eyes and, and really express the feelings and, and come out with truth, you know, and come out with situations that we've dealt through and we really didn't understand what impact we made in our home. And when I go out and have a bad day and I, I do these things and I just work and life gets so involved and, you know, it's so refreshing knowing that I'm coming home to a full home, a full house, something that people will greet me with love and the uttermost respect and, and like excited to see me. But there's also been times that I've came in the home and the home that I created, I could feel nothing. Of course, my son loved me because I think he's at the age of, of innocence and he sees no bad in most people. I could see the, the absence of Victoria just being um, diminished away from our house. That's a lonely feeling. Um, that's a feeling that, I know I created and I caused, but it was even more so detrimental because I knew I caused my home to be empty. What made you realize that fixing and filling this home back up was, was possible? What made you realize that you still had enough fighting you left to fix this house? Because I really think there's so many people in this world that are considering abandoning their home, abandoning their marriage, abandoning their family over really no legitimate reason and really nothing in this world that can give a, a good enough explanation to why why they're leaving. You know, we don't know y'all's situations and, and people out there, I don't want to discredit your, your, your situation. Somebody out there is deciding and contemplating abandoning everything that they ever wanted for good reasons or bad reasons, whatever it may be. Somebody's out there abandoning it. And as we speak, somebody is doing what I did and going against their home, going against their marriage, going against what they've created. Somebody out there is doing it right now. I'm thankful I had somebody like you that says, I'm not done. God's not done with us and we're going to fix this. Tell me about that. Um, I think it was when I got to the point where I had to tell my dad 
like I needed my daddy to listen and hear me and him just looking with sadness because he loved you so much and the thought of him losing you or me losing your parents and your sisters killed me because that's my family and my parents is your family. That's all we've knew since 2009. And so when I told my dad and you told your parents about what was going on, I just sat there and cried and prayed. And God was like, I'm not done with y'all. And I had to trust that he was going to fix it. And he's still working on it every day. The good truth about that is, is he's not done with us. After all we've been through in the 15 years of being together, where I've did my wrongs and you've did your wrongs, out of all we've done over the 15 years, I really feel like now our home, and I'm not necessarily saying these four walls, our home of our unity and combined love for one another is fuller than it's been since we started dating. And so that's how I know God's not done because out of all we've went through, for somebody that was so far gone in a house and home that was so empty to fill this full again, that means so much. That means that God is not done with us because he still has a plan for us in our marriage. And so I wanted a kid for a while. I wanted to have another child for so long. There's times Victoria necessarily didn't want that. And I understand there's reasons, like there's emotional reasons, there's confidence issues and junkie at the gym like she she's worked so hard to become and be that person that and build that confidence of what she wanted to be and what she wanted to look like that knowing having another child would create that that void and there, there's things that we deal with now um thankfully we're in a better place that i can help you work through that and give you the emotional support and not, if you felt alone during this situation, I think it would be detrimental um, to your mental health, to your emotions, definitely to our marriage. But I'm thankful we're in a spot now that I can encourage you and, and praise you for your, your beauty and your, your, and your amazing attributes of being a mother and how you carry yourself. No matter if you have a little baby belly or a baby <laughs> bump, you're beautiful. I'm glad that I'm in that spot, but I came to an empty home when... I felt like what I wanted didn't matter. But I didn't want to be so greedy that I didn't question and understand your thoughts. But there was many years you didn't want to have a child. Right? And so about, what, two-ish? Two years ago? Two, yeah. give or take. We really kind of came on the same page. Um, you knew I wanted one and... You weren't totally against it because you were you were throwing around and bouncing around the topic of adoption and and stuff like that. And it's funny the really the time that you really wanted to have another child was when I was lost, right? When I was lost in our marriage, I think on the face of it at the time you thought by having that child with me you could become closer, like it would fix maybe or you would get that attention from me. Like you were seeking that attention that I wasn't giving you and you thought if, and by me giving 
you that attention sexually, you felt like you were emotionally going to get my attention. And and we really, we both know that that's, that wouldn't have been the answer. That would have been the fix. You know, I wanted a kid and a child for so long that I really felt abandoned. I felt like that was going to complete us as a family. Not excusing, that that doesn't make sense to, to say that because I know what I was doing was wrong. I wasn't committed. And then about the time you started to want to have a kid, we really would say tried. We, we tried to have another child and we just couldn't, we couldn't make it happen. You know, we couldn't make what we thought we needed become a possibility. And so that's when we really got into the thought of adoption. You know, we, we weren't really mad because we've been blessed with a wonderful child and a child that has given us probably the most happiness individually in a long time. We love him to death. But we, we, we felt like we wanted another child and I was going through the motions like, I wanted a child and I was going to be a dad and I was going to be there and take care of my kid. But God said, uh, you're not ready. Your marriage is not ready. Your relationship is not there. Y'all are not strong enough as a couple and as a family to take care of another child. And it's almost like I didn't want to put another child through something that wasn't there. Didn't want to put them through a situation that would become broken. I got caught. And that's been the best decision ever. My house has became so full because I was able to release that negativity inside of me and flush out my empty home with all this negative things and allow my family to move back in, right? And this is not my physical home. This is my home of security and love and uh, of everything that I've desired. I've allowed my family to consume my home instead of the things of the world to consume it. Four months. Mm -hmm. Four months after really creating this this new environment of what we wanted our family to look like now she's 20 weeks pregnant and it's just amazing how things work because to have a home so full to become so empty and now it's overflowing with love with care like with with happiness with tears like of things that we really get to enjoy with each other has been one of the greatest most incredible feelings i've ever seen to make a little joke out of it it's even better than a lifetime movie yeah right but being in an empty home is is miserable whether you created it or whether you're living in it it's miserable so anybody that's out there really that's trying and and contemplating abandoning what they've lived for and what they've longed for i i hope and pray that you really just sit down with your spouse and dive into each other dive into y'all's emotions and be honest just because it's empty now doesn't mean it can't overflow just because you're going through a rough patch now doesn't mean you can't make it through it i'm just me i'm just a nobody my marriage is a marriage of billions out the world and for god to change mine he can change anybody's but you got to want to do it you've got to want to put that effort into fixing it you can't be the glass and not have the water you can't be the water, but not have a glass. You both got to work together. One's got to be the water. One's got to be the glass. And you've got to continuously work together to make sure that thing stays full. You got to make sure that it's nothing but you and your family that's filling that home. The love and the emotions and the care and the, the respect and all these things. Because if you allow the things to come in, you allow all these negative things to fill your empty home. Yes, it may be full. 
but your family's sitting out in the rain while you're playing in garbage. And I'm so thankful for you, Victoria, for sticking by my side, knowing that who I was was not who I was supposed to be. And knowing that our marriage wasn't over because that would have easily been the way out. You could have easily said, you had all right to say, I'm done and I'm out. You had no reason to stay, but I love you for that. I thank you for sacrificing your feelings and happiness for a brief moment to know that our family could be what it needs to be. You're welcome, and I love you. I love you. And guys, like I said, if you really, you don't know, you don't feel appreciated or wanted or respected, sometimes just look at yourself. If you feel like your house is empty, is it because of you? Is it because of something you're doing? Is it because of what you're allowing in your home? These podcasts aren't going to reach everybody. They're not. Each one is not going to be the favorite to one person as it is to the other. But these are topics that we deal with, real life people deal with. Just know your house can be a home. It can be a home of fullness, of love, and of family. Thank you guys for staying with us today on a small talk with Jack's talk. I'm Ryan. And I'm Victoria. Stick around, and we'll see you on episode seven. Thank you guys for joining me for a small talk here at Jack's Talk. I'm the host, Ryan Brooks. Be on the lookout for new episodes releasing soon. We appreciate you being with us, and we'll see you around.